0: I'm Holiday. I'm Tarrant. I'm Independence
1: Day. Oh, a microphoney.
0: And a phony at the mic.
1: Yeah, Whoa! Over there. And now, on with the opera. Let joy be unconfined. Let there be dancing in the streets, drinking in the saloons, and necking in the parlor would you welcome mr warm picture it sicily 1922 hi everybody welcome to killer cults and nut chops 2.0 where we cover all crime i am as always your host the great white snark scotty jay and joining me on our lovely trip through the uh minds of the demented is the lovely and beautiful monica hi there Hey, that was nice. Thank that was you. Good. fine Oh, we have got a very good one for you this week. We're starting a three-parter th- with this show, and we're covering one of Chicago's very own—the man that won't go away. He's like, well, I know what I want to say, but I don't know if I can get away with it because someone might actually. Someone might actually uh, respond to the comment I might make. Out. W-
0: yeah. Well, I can see you were trying to say something. Oh, yeah, because I forgot we were talking about so much other stuff. I forgot to mention like there's there, there was a bit of true crime news. I can't believe I forgot to say this. I feel so dumb. but... Virginia Graham, one of the Susan Atkins, um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. she died, oh, yeah, she died. Oh, wow, week, week, or well, this week,
1: yeah. Well, see, I wanted to say that uh, Gacy's like a general reward that just won't leave Chicago alone. Whenever you think it's gone, he he pops up again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and then may well, I just gave it away who we're covering, but yeah, we're gonna talk about John Wayne Gacy here. And I mean, I live south of Chicago and honestly, Gacy comes up. Oh, there's always something about Gacy. I wanna say about every two, three years, there's always something new about Gacy. Yeah. Popping up in the news, especially in Chicago, um, because of you know the body count. Um the body count and the fact that he are uh, any, well, I mean, we're going to probably talk about this more when we get to the, the third part, but since Gacy was a contractor, there's plenty of locations where they think he might've stashed maybe more bodies, but the Chicago police just really don't want to look. And, and this is a problem with Chicago. Uh, you might have it in Philadelphia too, with some of do you guys have anybody notorious?
0: where New Jersey or the well I'm thinking Philly I know New, Jer- New oh. Jersey well you know H.H. Holmes
1: right but I mean now, of like, um, I was thinking Bud Dwyer but he
0: he did himself on TV and that's more the Harrisburg he was far and oh, yeah they throw me on this but um <laughs> Yeah, well, well, Virginia Graham, get back to her for a second. Like, yeah, three days ago. Okay. So I was like, like, the timing was perfect for the show being out and all. Right. Well, the thing is,
1: it's like with Gacy, a lot of cops made their career on this bust. And every time someone comes up with maybe an idea of where he stashed bodies, the Chicago police just
0: don't want to get involved into it.
1: No. You don't want to Gary open Heinick.
0: There you go. I was thinking. Heineck, that was think Gary Heineck. that's another notorious Philadelphia. So was was he You're well welcome. I mean I'm going to find a book on him so we can cover him. There aren't that many books on him actually. But yeah, he was executed in July of 99. He was the last person in Pennsylvania actually be executed. Oh,
1: wow. Wow.
0: So. But
1: uh it yeah, well, I mean Chicago police are notorious for not like really wanting to investigate cold cases. Mm-hmm. or closed cases so to speak so it's like you know especially when it comes to Casey like I said a lot of cops made their career on that bust and they they just don't want to open it up and I guess be proven wrong or you
0: know Yep. I remember it's weird because I don't really remember he was executed though and I was he, old yeah. enough to remember but oh daisy yeah um i i know was...
1: we'll co- i know we'll cover it in part three because i i got the trial and the uh yeah this seems to be my, my 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 uh format for writing out everything part one is the early days
0: yeah like spoiler alert he was executed <laughs> right well if they didn't know, know that after 28 years i was like if you're listening to this like Think you probably You're right. you know some of this stuff. Um, I was out of high
1: school, I want to say ninety-three, ninety-four. 94. and I was
0: getting into high school, so haha.
1: Because I remember uh I remember the 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 front page of the uh local newspaper here when he was uh executed. There was like with Bundy, there was a party going on outside the prison.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm
1: but they were these people are holding up signs saying
0: no tears for this clown oh yeah like i think i remember seeing the more video of when bundy was executed right um i want to say gacy was
1: executed statesville which was up in joliet i've driven past statesville Statesville is down the road from my favorite Pee-Wee golf course in the, in the area.
0: You mean putt-putt? Right, w- whatever
1: it's called in your area. Yeah. You know, putt-putt, Pee-Wee uh-huh. golf, mini golf. Um, but he was in the same prison with, which, with Richard Speck, which was really weird. But they were on, I think they were in different wings. I would hope so. Wow. Well, Keep them all separated there. Well, yeah, but I remember seeing video of Richard Speck with a. Um, he was trying to do a sex change in prison.
0: Oh, yeah, that video.
1: Yeah, you you know the video.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Seen that.
1: Yeah, everybody's seen that fucking video.
0: Well, I've got the Life magazine of when after the, after um, the mass video. murder. Yeah. Oh
1: see i'm i think that the next books i'm going to try to order are on richard speck but he's going to be farther down the uh list I've, I've still got scripts to write from other books
0: but yeah as soon as i saw that i was like "Ooh, i have to get that i'm still looking for the kent state one so good luck i know right
1: okay well enough of our chit chat here let's get into the story of john wayne gacy In a city known for its infamous citizens, and trust me, Chicago has plenty, John Wayne Gacy sticks out. Gacy murdered 33 young men in a span of six years, burying most of them in the crawlspace of his home. The story of how this seemingly mild-mannered man who became a murderer is, well, it's an interesting one. John Wayne Gacy was born on March seventeenth, nineteen forty-two, in Chicago, to Polish immigrant parents. I always hate to see a good Polish guy go go bad. <laughs> I get the I get the thumbs up on that one, folks. So uh, hey, I must have done something right. Now John was named after his mother's favorite actor, Charlie Chaplin. No, John Wayne. <laughs> I, that was such a bad joke that even your reaction told me it was a bad joke.
0: Bad joke. I guess, like, I guess I shouldn't be making too much fun of you know people naming their kids after movie actors. So you know, carry on. You're right.
1: Well, I mean, my grandma, my grandma Alice was a big John Wayne fan, and and I could see the attraction. You know, you. Well, I know you're a Jimmy Stewart fan.
0: Yeah, well, like also there's just too many things right about John Wayne, also. Well, right. But I mean about bad about Jimmy Stewart, so I'm just saying. Again. Right. But I mean I mean the,
1: the image he portrayed on which is funny, the, the that cold cowboy image that he he is known for. It's actually he picked that up from a uh, Wyatt Earp. Uh, were they good buddies? Uh actually. We're going to take a little side note here. Um, back when, back in the nineteen twenties, when John Wayne was starting in acting, he was like, you know, in B movies, and he was a background player. Uh, Wyatt Earp actually hung around the studios trying to get his story made into a movie, and he hung around with an actor named Marion Morrison. It was John. I was going to, was going to say, what well, sounds like a fine young woman. Yeah, she was you know she was my she was my school teacher <laughs> but no um mary and michael morrison was john wayne's name and i know there's some guy in texas right now going damn it that ain't true but he got to know wyatt earp and kind of the cowboy persona he pr- portrayed on the screen all those years was kind of like in tribute to how wyatt earp acted i doubt wyatt earp ever said pilgrim but
0: yeah. yeah oh and that's our the sign of Lucio ball <laughs> trying to yeah. steal his like the you know the cement block oh she did. so that's why we were there i said we were from you know jimmy's
1: yeah
0: and i was like i was like if i was going to be stealing any of the blocks <laughs> be, right. it would be this one right here
1: right well i mean there's there are some stories about lucy that uh that uh, I'm really interested in um looking into eventually cuz apparently Lucy did some uh, casting couch sessions yeah like who like really who didn't it, back I, then you had to yeah it's like the whole the
0: whole the whole studio
1: system man
0: yeah so and we'll begin to the older hollywood stuff since i'm around now so right yeah. now john was the second
1: child And he was the only son in the house. Growing up, John was close to his mother and his sisters, which hmm, I can see, you know, you're the only boy. You don't have any other male figure well, besides dad, which caused his father to speculate or his father to call him names like sissy and speculate that his son would probably grow up queer. Now, along with the verbal abuse, John's father was a raging alcoholic and would often beat John and his mother, which John sometimes protect, and his sisters. One of his sisters would later say in a report that John would often get beat harder than the others. That, there's that old school philosophy of beating the gay
0: out of your kid. Uh-oh. And he- I was just going to say, you know, getting a little too close there for. Well,
1: no, not me. No, <laughs> oh, okay. No, no. But it was just the mindset of dads back then. You know, like we covered with Manson, boys don't cry. Yeah. huh. Boys don't cook. You're a little fairy, you know, and, et cetera, et cetera. It, right. And especially with your, fa- you know, with your parents being immigrants, you know, you didn't put up with that in the old country. No. Now, growing up in this atmosphere must have been difficult for a young John. Hell, it'd have been difficult for anybody. In 1949, he was caught with a neighbor boy fondling a young neighbor girl. That's back when we used to call playing doctor. Okay, turn your head and cough. Now, when his dad found this out, he beat John with a razor strap, and, and I'm, I'm sure there's some older, older uh, listeners out there who remember. The razor strap that you used to hang on the side of the barber's chair. This big leather strap that they used to sharpen the razor blades on.
0: Hey, Grandpa.
1: <laughs> hey, there was a barber right down the street here who had a leather strap. Those things were scary, man. I mean, it, it, those of you know, they were probably about like this, about this wide and you know probably
0: it's not be. youtube
1: right find it on youtube <laughs> like, well no I'm, I'm saying it's not youtube you're like holding your you're not even like saying how far you're holding well i'm, I'm showing YouTube you are. I'm, I'm guessing they were about maybe an inch and a half two inches wide
0: yeah
1: well maybe half an inch thick
0: mm-hmm.
1: Ooh. and they were pure leather too they probably stung like a son of a bitch when they hit Now, it was sometimes during his childhood that a family friend began to molest John, which is something he never told his dad, which, you know, knowing his dad, he'd probably say, well, you little sissy, you probably edged him on, which is what we hear today when that comes up among victims. Now, John was a chubby kid. Every school had the chubby kid in their grade. My cousin was our chubby kid. Now, this caused him to be unathletic and develop health problems, mainly around his heart. He often missed school because of the, of the heart issues, which prompted his dad to think he was faking it for sympathy. Uh, he probably had a beer in his hand when he was saying it, too.
0: You're just getting this for sympathy. In
1: 1960, John was 18. And he got involved in local politics. He began to work with the local Democratic Party, but dad ridiculed his son for being a patsy. Did, man, his dad couldn't be happy with him for anything. Now, many felt that John did this to gain the acceptance he never got at home. Later that year, his father bought him a car, but he had to pay him back. If John didn't do as his father said, he would punish him by taking away the keys, which, okay, we've all been there. catch your own car, you know parents get upset with you they take the keys now in 1962 john bought a second set of keys so his dad decides okay you little shit you think you're going to be smart here i'll just take your distributor cap My, my grandpa actually did that to my to my father my psychotic father got mad at him for something took his distributor cap Let's see, Obviously, got it. it worked, because
0: you know, well, he turned yeah. out perfectly fine.
1: <laughs> oh, hell yeah. He was a paragon of virtue there. So once his father returned to Cap, John decided, fuck this, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to Vegas.
0: John found work in Vegas with an ambulance crew before he moved into mortuary work. He slept on a cot in one of the back rooms and watched the mort- morticians and bomb bodies and prepare for burials.
1: Yeah, that's pretty creepy.
0: His, I know. My dad wanted it to be a um, funeral.
1: Like, well, uh, I watched uh, Six Feet Under, and you know, God, that's creepy. But it was a good show.
0: Yeah. Well, he actually got accepted to. Oh, Temple. that's cool. Yeah, but um, when he was supposed to start, Temple closed the mortuary school.
1: Oh, that sucks.
0: Which, yeah, which kind of like worked out for me because then he met my mom at, you know, the community college. So, yeah. So basically if Temple had kept the school open, I would not be here talking right now about this. All <laughs>
1: <You're> right. right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So lesson. There is no lesson. He slept on a cot in one of the back rooms and watched the morticians embalm bodies and prepare for burials. Okay. I already said that. During his work at the mortuary, John crawled into a casket and began to sleep next to the body of a dead teenager. Like, you know, you apparently do. He began to sleep with my ex-wife. Ooh. (laughs) Shots fired. He began to caress the body until he felt shocked by his actions. He called home and asked if he could return. His dad agreed to let him come home. I'm sure he probably did not include that part, that one. If, oh, God,
1: no. Home. Man, I, I wouldn't admit to my father that I crawled in a casket and started caressing a dead body. Yeah, that's. I mean, I used to crawl in bed and caress my ex wife, but, you know, that was the same difference. Rimshot. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got some good ones loaded up today, man. This is for for you, Jeff.
0: (laughs) When he returned, he enrolled at Northwestern Business School and graduated in 1963. John took a management trainee position at Nunn Bush Shoe Company. The company, liking how John worked, transferred him to Springfield, Illinois in 1964, where he started off as a salesman and eventually moved up to department head. While working in Springfield, he met co-worker Marilyn Myers and they were engaged in March of 1964. During their courtship, Casey joined the local JCS and worked tirelessly for them, being named Key Man in April 1964. That same year, he had his second homosexual experience. Well, can you actually call, like, the first time a homosexual experience if it's, like, you know, um, the other person is not willing, the other person is dead, too, you know? Well... Fine line I th- there, I, think, I guess.
1: I think they might be referring to as molestation. Oh, true. Yeah. Okay. I mean that—that that would be my guess. That.
0: Yeah, maybe, I would hope
1: so. Well, yeah, because I mean, the dead bodies or my ex-wife is not going to reciprocate your feelings when you crawl in the bed next to them. <laughs> You're just enjoying this way too much. I,
0: know. I th- I'm like, I'm giddy from like, like long days today and everything and we're <laughs> like oh my god like... hey I'm working through my grief right now just <laughs> yeah so that's your excuse I'm like... <sighs> okay according to Gacy after one of his colleagues in the Springfield JCs plied him with drinks and invited him to spend the evening on his sofa he agreed the colleague then performed oral sex on him while he was drunk that is probably the only way a man is gonna
1: get oral sex anymore if he's gonna be drunk. Or gay. Or sleeping
0: with my ex-wife. <laughs> okay. <It's> like, <laughs> well, mine's not even worth mentioning, so there we go. Well true.
1: <laughs> you gotta bring or, him, you gotta bring him yep. some coffee and a pack of smokes.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> God, we're like sorry, folks. Trying to be professional here, but what exactly is professional? Yeah, right. <laughs> Try to save for this stuff for all after. But anyway, <laughs> by 1965, JC had risen the position of vice president of the Springfield JCs. So. The same year, he was named the third most outstanding JC in the state of Illinois. Well, that hard C. in this
1: fucking state.
0: I know, right? Can you imagine? The- person that came in like fourth that year now saying he came behind <laughs> Gacy.
1: in behind gets arrested oh, like uh can i yeah. move up and can i be number three now
0: yeah i know right uh, after being together for six months john and marilyn were married in september of 1964 marilyn's dad didn't approve of the relationship because did he have an inkling well, you know, just, just a generic, I don't like him. I, you know,
1: I, I kind of chalked it up to, um, he might have had an inkling, but, you know, me having a daughter myself, it's like, no one's good for your, no one's good enough for your little girl. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure your dad felt that way.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> oh, didn't really have the... Like good options either but yeah no
1: but i mean <laughs> I, I, having a daughter you know, especially one that acts like me mm-hmm. no no guy is ever good enough for your little girl and, and this man probably had that same mindset you know okay you're a scrub you're not good enough for my little lo- my little girl can do better i you be treat her bad see this shovel i got plenty of acreage. they're never gonna find you <laughs> Now, back in sixties, he should they, be taken like,
0: um except like with Gacy, he had like some practice. He could have been giving him lessons on,
1: right? Well, but that's the thing, you know. Back in the sixties, they probably would not have gone looking for him if he turned up missing. True. You know, it would have been like twenty years later when someone was like plowing their <laughs> plowing their field and they turned up his body.
0: Mm-hmm. What the hell is this? Oh, much like mine, he, they turned out to be right. Wow. Uh, I really hope my mom doesn't listen to this one.
1: <laughs> like, right,
0: <laughs> like, oh, She'll be
1: corning you. What's the his uh, ex wife joke that he was saying?
0: So okay, yep. But he had purchased her dad. Three Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurants in Waterloo, Iowa, and offered the job of managing the stores to John. They lived in her parents' house, and John was offered fifteen thousand dollars a year to manage and part of the profits, which was not too much bad money. Well, not
1: not too then. much back then.
0: Yeah. No, so. What? Sixty-four, fifteen grand. You're set. Yeah.
1: I mean, you could get a house, a car. White yeah. picket fence. Right picket fence, your wife could get a new wardrobe that she could use when she decides to go out and cheat on you. Oh, wait, did I just say that again? Yes,
0: you did. A dog in
1: oh, the cat. Well, and if you're really lucky, a bird.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about the bird. Oh, oh, and a hamster too.
1: Oh, gotta have the hamster. Yeah. In case I you know have, in case you're having homosexual friends over and you're like, Oh to
0: god, them. okay. <laughs> Make sure you Okay, John took a course on how to run a KFC and received his colonel diploma. Kind of like the McDonald's. Yeah, it's like, going, it's like
1: going up here to the, to uh, Des Plaines at
0: uh, Burger U. Yeah. So the couple moved to Waterloo. He opened a club, quotes, yeah, where his employees could drink alcohol and play pool. Although Gacy employed teenagers of both sexes at his restaurants, he socialized only with the young men. Gacy gave many of them alcohol before he made sexual advances. If they rebuffed him, he would claim his advances were simply jokes or a test of their morals. Yeah. We went
1: well, I'm not gonna say what we did, but
0: we bordered we bordered
1: on like cruel shit. With boy, well, where? When I was in Boy Scouts. And you know, when you get a bunch of guys around, you know, you start calling each other fag, and you know, you'd be like, You're looking at my dick, fag.
0: You're looking at my dick, fag. This is like, I just did dancing. Well, there was also no Girl Scouts or anything, it was either Girl Scouts or dancing. I'm like, Yeah, dancing, please.
1: <laughs> well, there, I, I cannot neither confirm nor deny I was involved in this, but. I remember one camp out where we were in in, the forest was dry and we had eaten some beans and someone decided, hey, let's light our forts with the campfire. And you
0: started a wildfire.
1: Came close. Oh, boy. (laughs) Of course, it it was funny watching five guys run with their pants pulled down around their ankles trying to put out a fire. (laughs) The, The three stooges. In Three Stooges, hijinks ensued. Surprisingly, I never did an episode of that one, man. You know, <laughs> I've often thought about doing like a, an autobiography podcast, but I, I just haven't decided to do it. I still got to write for to scare off shows. every single
0: person ever, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Really gonna, yeah. We never believe it, right? <laughs> they, They never would. You know, I would, I would, I told my ex girlfriend these stories and she's like, I don't believe you until I brought people to back them up. And then she's like, You should write these. I don't down believe down. them either, Frank. <laughs> uh, Gacy's wife gave birth to a son in February of '66 and a daughter in March of '67. Irish twins, Shit. I didn't realize that when I wrote it, but those that's Irish twins. Now, he later described this period of his life as perfect he had finally earned his father's approval his parents came out for a visit in july of 66 and his father privately apologized for the physical and emotional abuse he inflicted on his son throughout his childhood and he said son i was wrong about you and he shook gacy's hand because men don't hug damn it
0: no you weren't
1: you're <laughs> right Dad, um, can I pull you over to the side here and tell you some safer shit? In Waterloo, Gacy joined the J.C.'s chapter, regularly offering extended hours to the organization in addition to the 12- and 14-hour days he worked managing three KFC restaurants. At meetings, well, you know, perks of the business, Gacy brought a bucket of chicken, a side of mashed potatoes, and coleslaw, maybe some mac and cheese for, you know, the guys who didn't, month the coleslaw but how can you turn down KFC coleslaw man
0: yeah that's really good coleslaw oh god those them and uh, Long John
1: Silver's had some really great coleslaw man
0: I haven't had Long John Silver's in years because
1: there's none there's
0: none around round. There? Yeah, yeah I gotta
1: drive up almost to Chicago to get one
0: yeah so Okay, so at the meetings, Gacy yeah, don't have, There's really not that many. Hmm? I was just saying, yeah, there's really not that many fast food places around here either. No, you know, but
1: no you're in a tourist town right now. I know, right? Yay! <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> so he brought fried chicken and insisted on being called Colonel because you know you got that diploma that says you're a Colonel, and you, goddamn it, you earned that title like a Kentucky colonel, I'm telling you, man. Now, he and other Waterloo JCs were also deeply involved in wife swapping, prostitution, pornography, and drug use. Because, you know, what was a good organization for, you know, community service? JCs did a lot of great stuff. But what they did behind closed doors, do you really want to know? JC did. You know, party like JCs party. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Now, although he was considered ambitious and something of a braggart, the other JCs held him in high regard for his fundraising work and in 67, named him the outstanding vice president of the Waterloo JCs. Yeah, there was probably some really tough competition there. That year, he served on the board of directors. In August of 67, Gacy sexually assaulted 15-year-old Donald Voorhees, the son of a fellow J.C., what what's the old saying don't don't shit where you eat or don't eat where you shit
0: this concludes our broadcast day good night and god bless